Hey friend, so tonight's going to be a little bit different. Tonight, you and I, we're going to have a little story time. So it's not going to be our kind of usual, traditional uh, Bible study mix discussion. This is going to be me being vulnerable before you, sharing with you something that happened to me two weeks ago that has totally transformed my thought process and how I approach prayer. Look, if you had asked me a month ago whether me talking to this person or or having this kind of conversation with this person would have led to me growing in my prayer life with God, I, I would have probably looked at you crazy and wondered what in the world does one have to do with the other? But friend, <laughs> I have to share this with you. Like I, I can't, I would not be a good steward of my growth journey if I did not share with you how conversation that led to closure led to me growing and just getting rooted, no pun intended, in my relationship with God and being bold enough to ask for what I really want. I know you're thinking, Shania, what are you talking about? Just trust me. I'm just going to need you to trust me on this one, okay? So get something to drink get a snack, get comfortable. We're going to have story time tonight. Stay tuned. Hey friend. So as I said in the intro, tonight's going to be a little bit different. We're just going to settle down and have a little bit of story time. So you know, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, that there's a basic framework that I follow where we focus on a scripture and we talk about it. Well, tonight, again, it's going to be a little bit different. I want to give you just a one-on-one transparent look into my life and how God often uses my circumstances to show me more about who he is and who I am in relationship to him. And so this begins. Uh, Gosh, 22 years ago, 2000, I was a young freshman walking onto the yard of Prairie View A&M University, right? Feeling myself. (laughs) And I started a class, I don't know, it was one of those generic social studies class or social sciences classes that you have to take, uh, regardless of what your major is, freshman year. And I met this gentleman, and uh, (laughs) to protect his identity, we'll use some really generic name like John. I met this guy named John, and John uh, came into my life like a wrecking ball. (laughs) He was nothing like uh, the men I had been, oh gosh, we were 18, so boys, I had been attracted to in the past. Um, but he just, I don't know, he was so funny. And when I say I, he's not like the, the guys I was attracted to, don't read that into he was not attractive. He was just different. He was so different than the type of guy I had been attracted to in the past, personality-wise, everything. And so he made me laugh in a way that I just was like, how? 
Like, how do you get me? Because that side of me, that goofy side of me was completely reserved only for people who knew me well. Everyone else just thought I was so quiet and shy. And it was like, he could just look at me and he just pulled it out. Right. And so over time I realized I like this guy, like not just, I think he's funny, but like, I like this guy. And, uh, I remember that we went to the library one night. We were walking across the yard and we went to the library and we were just wasting time because we didn't have any books. (laughs) We weren't going to study. Uh, And we were just talking and laughing and joking around. And I finally felt like, okay, Shania, you're a woman now, right? All of 18. (laughs) And you're going to tell this man that you like him, right? And so just when I was getting up the nerve to tell him, I don't remember how it came up, but he said something about his girlfriend and my little 18 year old freshman heart crushed to pieces, withered onto the floor and died. (laughs) I don't know if he ever knew that at that point, but we maintained our friendship and uh, things were fine. But after freshman year, we kind of lost touch and that's how it was the rest of our four years together in college. It's like we would see each other have this magnetic connection, talk to each other all day, all night. And then we would both kind of just disappear out of each other's lives without explanation. And we wouldn't see each other again for another six months to a year. And we would, again, have this great time, talk to one another. We would call each other randomly out of the blue if we were having something big going on in our lives. And we would be there for each other. Like if I called him and needed him, he was there. If he called me and needed me, I dropped things and I was there. But it was just this like unspoken thing between us. And the timing to date (laughs) was just always awful. We were either not single at the same time or weren't talking to each other at the time that we were single. And so it just was always this thing where, what are we and why? (laughs) That we just could not seem to figure out. Well, after I graduated from college, I went off to Virginia to go to law school with no intention of coming back to Texas. And as you know, I'm I'm here in Texas. <laughs> and so God obviously had different plans. But when I came back, we kind of reconnected because he was helping me find a job. And so he had gotten me in touch with an attorney uh, who was wonderful uh, and who was trying to find a way to get me some experience. And so every time I would go to Houston to visit with this attorney, I would see John. And it was just like we were in college. We would have these great talks and this great time. And then we just would fall off again and we wouldn't talk to each other. And I never understood why. So 12 years ago, I think that was the last time I saw him in person, 12 years ago, I saw John. And this time that we saw him, this time that we saw each other, it it was a little bit different. And we had expressed some things to one another where it was clear that we did not desire to just be friends. However, there was no discussion about, well, what are we then, right? From my perspective, looking back all those years ago, I wanted him to be like, I love you, right? I want to be with you. And I didn't want to be that stereotypical female that's like, so now that you know how I feel, like, what are we, right? And from his perspective, there were some things that I had done in that gap of 10 years that he felt like made him cautious that maybe I was playing the field. Um, Maybe 
I was trying to play him, that it was more about um, a game for me than being genuine. And while I don't think he wanted to believe that to be true, from his perspective, he had felt uh, jilted in the past by me, and he has every right to feel how he felt. And so because of that, long story short, both of us were too afraid to say, um, I want to be with you, and I want to see if this can work now that we finally are both single at the same time and are, you know, starting our careers and our grownups, right? Um, is this something that we can really make work? But neither one of us said it. <laughs> and two weeks ago, I had a conversation with him about that. Why, if we both felt that way, and all of this time and all of this emotion and all of this angst had been building up for so long, what stopped us from opening our freaking mouths and saying, I love you. <laughs> I want to be with you. I want to see where this will go. And it all boiled down to fear. We were each afraid to be vulnerable and afraid to be rejected. Even though all of the evidence was right there in our face that we could have what it is that we'd been wanting for 10 years, we were still too afraid to say, I want it. After we had that conversation, I I shed some tears, I'll be honest, because I thought, I cannot believe that the love that I had been wanting for so long, the connection I had been looking for with someone could have been mine had I just said I wanted it. Like that just blew my mind. But it wasn't about that particular relationship even because our lives have completely diverged. It was the fact that something that I had been wanting was right there in my face and I missed out on it because I was afraid to say I wanted it. God said, exactly. I said, what? God said this conversation was not about you and him getting closure. That's been closed. It's been done. <laughs> that conversation was about you realizing that you as my daughter have no cause to ever miss out on something that you want because you have been afraid to ask me for it. Did you hear what I just said? God said to me, don't you dare go another day missing out on what I have for you because you are afraid to ask me for it. What, 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 what does James say in the Bible? We have not because we ask not how how many things lord how many things have i missed out on not because you didn't have it for me not because i wasn't ready for it not because i couldn't have handled it 
but because I didn't ask, <laughs> I did not ask for it. And you know how I know that it's possible to miss out on what it is God has for us. I mean, James told us enough, right? That there are things that God has for us that we don't have because we don't ask. If that were not enough, think about David in the Bible when he's being confronted about his sin and God says to him, you know, about taking Bathsheba, if what I, if what you already had had not been enough, you could have asked me for more and I would have given it to you. What, what, where is the more that you need in your life? Where is it that you feel deficient? What, what is that yearning, that thing that, that you really want and have been desiring and you've just been afraid to ask God for it? We talked about a long time ago that time is the one resource we cannot get back. It doesn't matter how much I lament over that decision 12 years ago. I can't go back and make a new decision. I can't change what I was too afraid to ask for then. But there are things in my life that I need and that I want right now. And God is saying, just ask me for it. There are things in your life that you can't go back and change but you can ask for something new and you can ask for more than you've been allowing yourself to ask for. Let's stop asking for, for marriage and let's start asking that we be prepared to be a spouse and a help to the person that God calls us to. And that not only will we be married, but that we will be head over heels in love with our spouse and that we will put forth the diligent effort to stay that way. Let's pray for faithfulness. Let's pray to, to raise a family um, that are soldiers in God's kingdom and that break generational curses and see new freedoms that we've never experienced before. Like, we can have that. Let's ask for that. Let's not just pray to start a business. Let, let's pray to be entrepreneurs that own corporations, that set up other businesses, that leave generational wealth for our children. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, let's not just pray to lose weight. Let's pray to be in the most optimal health that we've ever experienced, to live lives that are abundant and free and, and limitless. We, we have the ability to ask. So now let's have the audacity. I can tell you that there is very few things that hurt like a missed opportunity. Because you can't help but wonder how things could have been, what they could have looked like, and how your life may be different now. Let's not look back five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, and wonder if we had just been bold enough to ask, if we had just been vulnerable enough to say, I need, I want. So friend, that's my story time tonight. <clears throat> That's my confession. And I've shared all of that with you because I want you to know that as you're on this growth journey, so am I. And that God is constantly showing me things that I need to address and adjust and assess. And when he frees me to do so, I share those things with you. So always know that rooted is never going to be a place where you're judged. <laughs> It's never going to be a place where I pretend like I have it all together or that I have it right. I mess up probably more times than I get it right, but I still keep trying. And this, me learning how to be vulnerable, even with God, 
is a part of me continuing to try. And so as I do so, I encourage you to do so. I want you to pick one thing this week. You know what it is. It's the thing that starts niggling at you as soon as I start talking about what is it that you want. Whether it's been something you've been praying for a long time that you feel like you're ready to give up on, or whether it's something you've never been bold enough to ask, I want to encourage you to spend this week bathing that thing in prayer and being upfront and honest with God about what you want. Let him say no. If that's the answer, let him say no. But don't miss out on what he has because we never even asked. God, may it never be so. I love you, friend. And I don't want you to be afraid to ask for what you want. And as for me, I'm asking for it all. I'm Shania, and this is Rooted. I love you. Oh, 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 oh,